Hey, this is Ashley, and this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week, I want to remind you that I'm accepting new mentees in the, into the Mentor Me Accelerator. Join the Accelerator if you are a new or mid-level professional woman in corporate, nonprofit, or educational leadership who's looking to make more money and have more impact in your career. If you are a professional woman who knows that you are currently overworked and underpaid, if you have the degree plus years of experience but somehow still feel stuck at work, if you're starting to realize that you don't have a career development plan and you've not been taking action in your career, and if you've been trying to update your resume or network or do all the other things that other people tell you to do but you're still not seeing advances in your career, the accelerator is for you. Let me mentor you and equip you with the tools and strategies to find and secure and advance in your career in a way that not only aligns with your strengths and values, but also positions you for the advancement to the highest levels of leadership, because that's where you belong. Without a mentor, you may be finding it difficult to move past any number of workplace challenges, including challenging conversations with your supervisor, stresses over not getting calls back for interviews, experiencing microaggressions in the workplace, struggling against fatigue, and unsure how to advocate for yourself effectively. But the Accelerator is here to help you, to advance to a new role with greater impact and visibility, to advance to a more flexible working environment that really allows you to have the autonomy and support that you need, to advance to be paid more in your field, and to find a rewarding position in your industry or in a new industry where you can have real impact. I'm so excited to serve as your mentor and work together to really leverage your expertise and advance you both personally and professionally. I'm accepting new mentees for the May cohort, and I invite you to be a part of this cohort. If you know you want to find and secure a new role at minimum by this fall, you need to be applying and positioning yourself for that position right now, and I'm here to help. Schedule your free mentor moment at mentor-me.org. That free 20-minute discovery call is an opportunity for me to learn more about you and your career development, what's working well in your career right now, what's challenging, and how I can best serve as your mentor. Again, you can schedule that free 20-minute mentor moment at mentor-me.org. That's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org. I'm so excited to help you. So next up, and I digress, I want to talk about healthy eating. I actually just facilitated a conversation around this topic with my chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and we hosted an event called Chat and Chew, where I talked to a group of women about healthy eating, healthy eating decisions, the challenges of healthy eating, and um, how they make good choices around food. And so I thought I'd bring this, what was a really great conversation to the podcast, to just talk about healthy eating, some of the challenges in that, some of the, the personal struggles I have it, with it, things that I found um, to be successful and things that I that have not worked, honestly, and just some suggestions for you if you are on a journey to make better decisions around what you put into your body. Um, this is a great conversation for you. So let's dive in. 
I think when I think about even what healthy eating is, I think healthy eating definitely is varied, right? Like what's healthy for me not, may not be healthy for you. All of our bodies are different. And we know that the traditional like food pyramid, even they can't agree on exactly what should be included in there. So that's not actually a good model for, you know, what, you know, healthy eating maybe really truly is. And I think that you know, things that I consider healthy or like that are traditionally quote unquote considered healthy may not be right. So, you know, you think about, I don't know, let's just say eggs, for example, some people think that, you know, eggs are great. It's a great part of a balanced diet while other people might be like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's not that great for you, you know, for one reason or another, or like, I feel like milk used to be considered, you know, great for you, you know, great for building calcium and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, now like people are like the hormones in milk and they're drinking almond milk and, you know, oat milk and, you know, all kinds of other milks. And so there's just so many variables. But for me, when I think about healthy eating, I really focus um, on fruits and vegetables. So I'm, you know, spending a lot of time, you know, eating more, honestly, more vegetables than fruit, but I really like kale is probably one of my favorite foods, broccoli, green beans. I eat a lot of, I'm not a big asparagus girl, but I do like spinach a lot. And I will occasionally eat uh, cauliflower and I like Brussels sprouts as well. So those are like some of the vegetables that I'm really focused on. I do eat red meat for sure, but try to be thoughtful about my intake there. And I do like a lot of fish. I buy like catfish or salmon or probably the two that I purchase the most. I'm not a big tilapia fan. I do like shrimp and like crab, although I'm more likely to eat that outside of my home than inside because my partner has a, a shellfish allergy. So like if I go out to eat, I might eat that, but I don't really eat it in the home. And then I do like red meat. So like I will eat like a burger uh, or steak or something, but even that, like I don't eat a ton in the house. It's more like of an outside food. And then on the fruit side, I'm not a big fruit girl. I used to really be into smoothies, but I don't eat them as much as I used to. But I recently have been like all over grapefruit. It's like my favorite fruit right now. So, so juicy, so good. So those are some of the things that I do to kind of maintain a healthy diet. Um, and healthy eating is really important to me. I've unfortunately experienced a lot of loss in my life. And while not all of it's connected necessarily to what their diets, I do feel like it's my responsibility to be thoughtful about maintaining a healthy diet and being thoughtful about like exercise and just like intake of different things, because, you know, I just want to, I just like, I look forward to, well, I don't know if I look forward to getting old, but I, I look forward to growing old, if you will. Like I, I want to be around for my siblings to see milestones and for, to see my niece grow up. And like, that's important to me. And the only way that I can be there is if I'm still there, right? Like, you know, when I make healthy choices as much as possible, I can't control everything, but I can control that. And so it's really important to me to try to make healthy choices for that reason. And I would say like growing up, I didn't eat, I don't remember eating very healthily. Like, making healthy food choices was not like a primary conversation in my household. I don't think it was like, you know, eat whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, we, and we ate like vegetables and um, fruit, but it wasn't, it wasn't, I never felt like it was like a conscious choice, like make this good decision. And so I try to be, make better decisions uh, or make intentional decisions now and I think that one of the primary strategies that I used to do that is 
tracking my food. So I think I've shared on the podcast before that I use Weight Watchers um, and they have a tracking app for tracking my food. And I really like that because it gives me the opportunity to be able to like actually see what I'm putting in my mouth and how, you know, Weight Watchers and their algorithm or whatever, like, you know, what they think about that, you know, and, and trying to stay in those points and be really thoughtful about that has really helped me just be mindful because, you know, sometimes you don't even realize what you're eating or you think, oh, this is good for me. And then it's like 5,000 points in the Weight Watchers app or whatever. (laughs) So it has been helpful to like, to track that because it just helps me make better decisions, I think, and try to stay within that. So that's definitely something that, that I, that like a strategy I use to, to, to track my food. I think that helps me make better decisions. I think also portion control. I'm not always great at this, but I do try to be mindful of it. I have a food scale that I use and you just like you, like, I don't know, let's say the recommended size for poultry or for a protein is three ounces. And you're thinking like, certainly like this is three ounces or whatever. And then it's like seven ounces and you're like, Whoa, I'm eating a double portion of like what this is supposed to be. And so And I didn't, you know, like growing up, like going back to that, like, you know, it was just like you get, you know, like somebody else makes your plate. So you just eat whatever's on the plate and you better clear the plate. Right. And so like there was no mention of portion control or being thoughtful or mindful of that kind of thing. And so, so yeah, so I definitely portion control is a strategy that I use and that I feel like I could even improve upon to like do better with that. And I also try to keep relatively healthy foods in my home. So like, I don't buy... Uh, a lot of like chips and cookies and snack cakes and juices and things like that. I don't buy a lot of that. Uh, One, because I I don't crave it or really eat it in general. But if it's if it's around, I'm definitely probably going to eat it. So I just try not to have it in the house. It helps me maintain. And those are some of the like the three, I would say, primary strategies that I use. And I think that it can be difficult, though, to like make healthy decisions over and over again, because I work a lot, right? Like I have a full-time job and I run a business full-time and I, you know, host a podcast and I'm a big sister and a daughter and I just have a ton of responsibility. And I think it can be like, I will like forget to eat. Like it'll be three o'clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten today. And it's not because I didn't want to eat or because I like, it was because I just really got busy and really got dialed into what I was doing and just didn't make the time. And so that's definitely something I have to be so much better at, but it's, it can be hard. Like it's been hard for me to be thoughtful about that. One of the strategies I do use is like, I have like my favorite sandwich. Like I have the pita, I have the, the uh, meat, I have, you know, like the, all the things I need to make the sandwich. And if I have the ingredients in my home, then I am more likely to like actually eat. And so that's been helpful, but that's one thing that's made it difficult for me. I also like some of the things that I do crave or like things that I want, like are not the healthiest. So like French fries or just potatoes in general, but French fries specifically from Chick-fil-A specifically with a, what do you call it? I forgot even the sauce that I use, but there's this sauce that I'm like obsessed with and it's something I crave all the time. And so it's, and it's not healthy at all. Like I can't, I feel like it's like 15 points or something in my daily 30 allowment for, for Weight Watchers. So it's not at all a healthy decision. And so that kind of makes it difficult. Like when I crave something that I really, really want, but it's not like a healthy choice. Right. So that makes it really hard. And I think sometimes the progress can be slow. So like, if I, if I don't see results. Like if I'm like, oh, I ate healthy three days in a row. Why haven't I lost 10 pounds? I'm like, oh, I'm over this. (laughs) So staying the course, being consistent is also something that's been challenging for me, but I know the benefits are real, right? Like 
I know that when I make healthy eating choices, if, you know, if I have a goal to lose weight um, and do it in a healthy way, it's going to be because I've made healthy eating choices. Even when I work out, even when I make the conscious decision to work out and be intentional about my workouts and get them in, I'm not going to see results unless my eating is also on par. It just, for me, it's all about what I put in my body. And so, and that may be true for you too. And so I definitely would say like, you just have like the, the health benefits are so real. Like I definitely feel sluggish. If I've like had a couple glasses of wine the night before or a margarita or something, and then I want to go and work out the next morning, even though like I maybe didn't stay up late or anything like just just having that alcohol intake can make me so sluggish and just so like really pull me um, down. So, but when I make healthy food choices, you know, I'm able to get up bright and early and bushy tailed to do the work because I'm not like, you know, I'm not sluggish. I'm not struggling through that. So the, the benefits are absolutely there. And I would say, you know, for those of you who, you know, for me, I'm like team continuous improvement. So I'm always trying to get better, always trying to make healthier choices. And maybe some of you all are like that too. And I would say the advice I would give and what's worked for me is the tracking. That's been really big for me. Like when I track, I make healthy eating choices. And it's because like I'm track. it's not, it's just, it's the tracking, but it's also like, it's like seeing it and being like, oh, like, whoa, like today I, you know, was way out of whack. Oh, and today, like I did good. And, you know, it's the, it's the reward of like the, the self reward, self filling reward of like, oh, I did a good job. I made good choices. And I held myself accountable. I think that's been, that's a big deal to me. And that's something that's important. And so I would just say, definitely, if there's some way that you can track, like I said, I use a Weight Watchers app, but if there's other ways that you can track your food intake, I would encourage you to do that. And it doesn't have to be restrictive. You know, I would say moderation has been big for me. I still have ice cream. I still uh, have a glass of red wine or whatever, but I, I, I do it in moderation. And when I do it in moderation, I, I do see benefits. So I definitely would encourage you to, to seek those out, seek those benefits out because they are so, man, like you just get so much when you make good choices. And I want that for everyone here. And then I would also say like, like have an accountability partner or let other people in your life know you're committed to making healthy choices. And I, cause I think that like, doing it alone and being like having it be isolated, you know, you start to beat yourself up if you have a bad day, or you make a bad choice. So like having some community around it, I think can be really powerful. So I definitely encourage you to, to get some community, let somebody else know. And I think sometimes like we don't want to let anybody know because we're like, well, if I don't do it, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody to be like told you so or whatever. But hopefully you have people in your life who aren't like that <laughs> and who will actually like encourage you and support you through it all. So definitely, definitely like letting someone know having an accountability partner, that is just a game changer. And especially if it's somebody who has the same philosophy as you, who's going to commit to making healthy choices with you. Maybe it's your partner, you all cook together, you, you know, you let somebody in your life know. And I think that that just always, that's always a, a way to prioritize your health and your healthy eating. And I digress. And next up is TVT. And this week I'm returning to a fave because this week's episode absolutely wrecked me. I'm going to be talking about This Is Us and the latest episode, it was about obviously the the Pearsons and, and the family and the, the latest episode was called Music in the Mirror. And it really, for me, was just so powerful in talking about 
the relationship that Kate has with her mom and honestly her dad around music, the the relationship that that Beth had with a former dance teacher and the challenges she's experiencing, you know, with like navigating that and like the end of her dance career and not being able to host the studio and have it open and all that. And then Kevin and like someone kind of calling him out about being a people pleaser um, and be going along to get along and how that's not a great quality trait. And Oh man. I mean, This Is Us is always, it's been a show that I've loved so much. It's on its fifth season. And honestly, they just announced that I think their next season will be their last. And yeah, so the sixth season will be their last. And one, I'm just pissed because I feel like, you know, these other shows get like 17, 18, what Grey's Anatomy is on its 24th season or something. Law and Order is on its 29th season. And I'm grateful. I love both of those shows and they deserve. But why does such a great show like This Is Us only get six seasons? Like I am livid. Like I'm so livid. And I, I just, I'm disappointed for myself and my need to cry because it takes me there. But this week's episode in particular, I just thought was really beautiful because it was so subtle. It was so nuanced. There was like, I don't think at any point was like the anything explicitly get said. And I, I think it was all about the nuance, the conversations, the looks, the, the knowing of it all. And I just thought it was really beautiful. And the one story that I thought was just really powerful was the story when Kevin ran into his ex-girlfriend at the, at the studio, like executive offices or whatever. And she was just saying like, oh, I heard you got engaged. And, you know, she was saying congratulations and, or no, yeah, I think she said, yeah, she got engaged and, you know, he's having babies or whatever, had babies. And she's like, yeah, like, you know, good for you. Like, that doesn't surprise me or whatever. That's kind of like you. And he's like, well, how so? And she's like, oh, it's just because, you know, you just kind of go along to get along. Like, whatever someone else wants to do, you just kind of do it. So, yeah, that makes sense. Like, she got pregnant. She wanted to get married. And you're like, sure, because that's the kind of guy that you are. Like, even if you want to do something else, you'll just do whatever someone else is doing or saying because that's just the kind of guy you are. And yikes, I mean, it was, it was a drag. It was a drag to for for filth to hell. And yeah, it was, it was painful. It was really painful to see him like kind of take that in and to see him like reflect on his life and his choices, mostly as of late and around like, wow, like, should he have stuck it out? Should he, you know, should he stick this marriage out? Does he really want to be here? Is this the right decision for himself and his family or for himself, I guess, and where he is right now in his life? And I don't know if old girl is being honest about it or not. I don't know if that's true. You know, I, I, I feel like I don't know the character enough to be able to say, oh yeah, that is how the character is, but what a drag. And it really has him thinking and I am predicting, right? So this is a prediction that he's actually not going to marry Madison. Like that's my prediction that he's not going to marry her, that he's going to take that advice seriously. And he's basically going to say, you know, like, I don't want to be married to her. I don't want to be in this marriage and I'm going to be there for my kids. I'm going to raise my kids and all that stuff, but I do not want to be in this, in this marriage. And I think that that is going to tear him and Randall's relationship apart because you know how much Randall believes in family and marriage and his wife and all that stuff. And, you know, I just think it's gonna, it's kind of cause a riff and a problem and it's going to be a big issue. And so, 
yeah, like I'm predicting it right now. I think that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be a mess in this family. So we'll have to see. I guess six, six, season six will tell us everything we need to know, but, but, or everything we can know, right? Cause it's going away. But I it was just really excited to see, to, to, to see that story. And, and it was like, like I said, it was never, it wasn't necessarily the way she said it, it wasn't necessarily meant to be a drag or tremendous to tell him about my, himself or meant to diagnose him. It was just said. And the power of those words and the power of that indictment was, he definitely took it to heart. And so I'm I'm just excited to see it as a character what he does with that. Yeah, we we certainly shall see. But man, these shows are taking. I mean, these networks are taking out some of our best. I heard a rumor that maybe Blackish isn't coming back. That maybe that maybe the what is the other show Mixish maybe not be coming back. Which I, and I really love the storylines in there. So man, I'm just I'm I'm I I have high hopes for the future creators of TV drama because that's where my jam is. I love me some TV. I'm not really a big movie girl, but like you give me a series and I'm just like all over it. So I'm just hoping that you know these networks just see me in my desire to have good network TV and they don't take everything away from me. And let me know what you thought about this week's episode of This Is Us. If you felt like it was a drag, you feel like it was accurate to the character, was she just trying to be mean? Like I'm super interested to see what you all sort of think about this because for me it was definitely a drag and I don't think she meant it to be hurtful but it was hurtful and impactful and it'll be interesting to see how the character deals with that going forward. So that wraps up this week's episode of School and Life. If you're not already subscribed to School and Life podcast, um, make sure that you absolutely subscribe. We love our listeners and we love to see you subscribing and liking and rating the show, particularly on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. If you could rate the show, take a few moments to um, go into your podcast app, um, give it five stars, and then make share a rating and a review with us. We'd love to get your feedback about the show. We'd love to know what you'd like. We'd love to know if you'd like more guests or something different from the show as well. But give us a review, hit that five-star button and give us a review. We'd love to uh, get your positive and glowing feedback about the podcast. We're so grateful that you listen, that you stay connected with us and that you um, commit to school on life, love and occasionally libations. And we look forward to seeing you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.